With the world becoming increasingly unpredictable when it comes to your family's health, proactivity is key. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit contains eight essential medications like ivermectin, amoxicillin, and z Rest easy knowing that their chief medical team, including Dr. Peter McCullough, stand behind every kit. Visit twc.health slash Prager. Use the promo code Prager for an exclusive 10% discount. Don't take chances. Secure your family's health today with The Wellness Company. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hey everybody, Dennis Prager here. Great to be with you. How's that, eh? Hey, was that a, like an enthused opening? Sean rates my openings every day, ladies and gentlemen, on a scale of 1 to 1.1. 1. 1. Yeah, no, that, that was an 8 and a half. 8 and a half, yeah? That's very sweet of you. Hello all. So, The Daily Beast is a left-wing site, a popular one. And apparently, somebody from the Daily Beast was at the Moms for Liberty convention at in Philadelphia this past weekend. I, I was the keynote speaker on, on Saturday night. So, it's fascinating to read how people who can't stand me, <laughs> basically, <laughs> report on me. So, I'm a little puzzled because they, what they reported, let me see if that's the entire here uh, report, yeah, what they reported, I'm quite proud of, (laughs) and it's interesting, do they differ with what I said? So, let me read to you. Or let me give you actually a background. Moms for Liberty was accused of being pro-Hitler, of being Nazi, because they, uh, I think, tweeted a quote from Hitler. And let's see, do they have if the, do they have it there? No, they don't. The actual quote from Hitler was what is it? Uh, oh, let me think. Let me let me find that. I'll, I'll put in Moms for Liberty. I, I want you to hear it exactly so you will understand what uh, what the whole issue is about. Uh, well, Moms for Liberty, Adolf Hitler quote controversy. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> okay, the, the quote. There is the quote here. He who owns the youth gains the future. So they tweeted that out, and they they write, Adolf Hitler. Now, if anyone with any intellectual honesty understands that it's a warning, not... I'm not a pro-Hitler statement. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Uh, okay. So, 
that that's what they that's what they uh, accused Moms for Liberty of being pro-Hitler, pro-Nazi. And in fact, when I showed up to speak Saturday night, there were left-wing demonstrators. I reported this to you yesterday, but I didn't report to you this particular aspect. And they said, oh, so pray, look, Dennis Prager, he's going to speak in a pro-Nazi or, uh, organist for a pro-Nazi organization. Now, now that that's 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 quite up, quite remarkable. Oh no, do you believe it? Daily Beast. Oh, this is painful. They're asking me to sign up, which I do for so many, but I I, I don't I don't see this one very often. So, Alan, do you have a? Uh, oh God, what bad luck, because it came up earlier. Let's see, folks. I don't know the answer. And all right, well, it's really it's, it's painful. This is painful. I it had it before. I couldn't go a second time. I went to the Moms for Liberty, is what the guy is saying here. And he quotes me as saying that I I defended. Uh, the Moms for Liberty, I said, and they got it right. I said, if everybody you quote, it means you agree with, then the left agrees with me. They quote me all the time. The the dishonesty at the root of the charge that Moms for Liberty is pro-Nazi is, is breathtaking. It's breathtaking. They're pro-Hitler because they quoted Hitler. They're anti-Hitler. So they used Hitler to show what, what can be done by evil people trying to own the youth. You own the youth, you own the future. That, that was the entirety of, of the quote. So then it goes on, so, so Prager defended Moms for Liberty about that statement, but there's no comment. There's the Daily Beast, this left-wing, very big left-wing site. Do they agree with me? And, I, and this is an honest question. I don't know, because they didn't comment. They, they simply quoted me accurately, which is to their credit, saying if, you, if every time you quote somebody you agree with them, then the left agrees with me because they quote me all the time. He actually, he actually put that in. And then he said, and Prager, Prager spoke about the Nazis, said they were scum, but scum deserve freedom of speech. And that if you, if you don't allow, I was talking about the Nazis who demonstrated in front of the synagogue in Georgia, and uh, there were, I think, 12 of them with, with the Nazi flag. And I said, and, and they quoted again, they quoted me correctly. If you don't allow Nazis free speech, then eventually nobody will have free speech. That's the way free speech works. And no comment on the part of Daily Beast. So here's a Jew defending Nazis' right to have a swastika a certain distance from a synagogue. And they and they had no comment. So what is the reader of the Daily Beast supposed to infer? How stupid Prager is? 
I, 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 I'm not being cute. I, I don't understand. The guy must have been shocked. He didn't know what to do with it. That's why I am so frightened of the left, because they believe that you can't suppress hate speech, and not just Nazi speech. Any speech that differs with the left is hate speech. Look at the Arizona State University professors who, who, uh, who condemned 39 of them out of 40, out of 40, what is it, 47? I think 47. Condemned Arizona State for, for having Charlie Kirk and me speak. By the way, it's not for having Charlie Kirk and I speak. A, I, I'm going off on a tangent, which I always do, but I always come back. I have a problem that a person with perfect pitch has. Do you know what perfect pitch is? I don't have that, thank God, by the way. A person with perfect pitch, if you say to them, hum for me the note B-flat, they'll do it. I can't do that. I can go like this, B-flat, but that's not a B-flat. Now, not only that, what I just hummed, the person with perfect pitch would say, oh, that was a G, C sharp. That's perfect pitch. It's built into them. I have perfect pitch in another arena, and it's somewhat of a curse. It's a, it's a curse. In, it, I, I was speaking to a musician friend of mine, member of one of the great orchestras of the country, and he said it's, it's, it, it is a curse because if they hear anything slightly off, it grates on them, whereas we wouldn't hear it. <laughs> they say one to five in 10,000 have perfect pitch. One to five people in 10,000 has perfect or have perfect pitch. That, may, that makes sense. Happily, I'm not one or one of the five. Okay. But I do have perfect pitch in grammar. So when I hear somebody say... Well, uh, they, they invited Charlie Kirk and I to speak. It grates on me the same way the wrong note would grate on somebody with perfect pitch. Mm, I, there's nothing I can do. Uh, that's the way I, I, I just hear it and I go, oh, no, don't they know? You don't say. But they don't learn anymore. Object, uh, how many people know the object of a verb? I, I, one to five and 10,000. Yeah, one to five and 10,000. That's exactly right. Now, hey, Sean, so does it bother you if you hear wrong grammar? You could say no. I I, I, I I will slightly belittle you, and then, and then I'll move on. It doesn't bother me as much as you. It doesn't bother you. It's a very accurate comment. It does not bother you as much as me. That's correct. The loneliest monk. <laughs> Tomorrow on the Happiness Hour, you will hear a song that I heard in Munich uh, when was that? When was that? About six weeks ago. I, I I am such an audiophile. I love audio equipment so much. I actually flew to Germany 
for three days to go to the Laura's largest audio show. And they played this song, The Loneliest Monk. And it is fair to say my wife hates it, and I love it. We'll be back. Hi, folks. I'm delighted to announce my next listener cruise with the good people, quality people at Coastline Travel. England, Iceland, Greenland. Yes, Greenland. June 24 to July 5th, 2024. We'll be sailing on the Region 7 Seas, one of the most beautiful, luxurious ships I have ever seen. The 7 Sea Splendor with white glove service, spacious rooms, superb cuisine. Region is a five-star luxury line and all-inclusive. That means business class airfare included. One night pre-hotel in London, shore excursions, unlimited beverages, gratuities, and of course special events with me, all covered in the cost. We'll visit spectacular places in Iceland, a port in Scotland, the Faroe Islands, and three ports in Greenland. But the best reason to travel is the fellow listeners you'll meet on my trip. They always sell out fast. Click the banner at DennisPrager.com or email PragerListeners at Coastline Travel. Again, the banner on my website or send an email to PragerListeners at CoastlineTravel.com. Well, so what I did is I just signed up for the Daily Beast. I am, I am now signed in. So Moms for Liberty, they went to the conference that I spoke at. I didn't realize who else had spoken there. Let's see, who else spoke there? It's a big deal. DeSantis uh, was there, and Vivek, uh, Vivek Rawaswamy was there, and then I was the keynote uh, person on Saturday night. And he speaks about, the guy, the, the guy went to the conference, and he mentioned all the people who were out there demonstrating against it. So listen to the way they describe, this is how the left describes us. They believe that is the, they, they said that it was a shame that I went, and he said they believed that I was a, a member of the uh, of Moms for Liberty, that I was going there to go, because I, I supported the conference. They believed I was a member of Moms for Liberty, a far-right faction that in just two years has skyrocketed to the national spotlight through its, quote, parental rights, unquote, platform and push to ban school books and curricula that delve into race, gender, and LGBTQ rights. So that's how they depict the opposition of conservative parents and even liberal parents to giving their kids books about sex and about uh, and, and having them, for example, attend... Uh, a drag queen story hour. This is how they depict us. We want to ban books. For as as just a, a matter of question. By the way, if anyone from Daily Beast is listening, I would like the author of this article. I invite him onto my show. So, Alan, please extend an invitation. I would love to talk to him about what he thought of the conference. What he thought of my speech and what he wrote here. Is there anybody in America, any parent, let's let's narrow it to that, is there any parent 
who is not for banning books for uh, when it comes to children? Do you believe every single book, every movie, every video should be allowable to children? Isn't isn't it as as, as ubiquitous, as universal as any civilization has that has books? Many civilizations have no alphabet, so they had no books. But among those who have an alphabet, has there not always been some banning of books when it comes to children? Isn't that our job? This is not for you. My parents, who were very open, that I remember distinctly they're saying, this is not for you. When you're older, you'll read it. By the way, it's not just pornography. There were there were a whole a host of, of books they just didn't think were for me. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I'm laughing because I I my parents realized I marched to a different drummer at a very early age. <laughs> I remember uh, it, it, I was still. I, I believe one digit in the one digit age group and I asked them if I could read crime and punishment. <laughs> I'm laughing because it, it, it's so bizarre. I wouldn't have understood anything. I just want you to understand the fact that I knew it existed. It makes me laugh. Uh, I, I was in that group of kids wherein parents don't know how that kid came out. Where, where did he come from was a very logical question on the part of my parents. That is true if the kid is exceptional in, in, in almost any way. Bad, good, intellectually, artistically. Where did parents often ask, where did, where did this kid come from? And anyway, I was one of those kids. I did no homework for four years of high school. I mean, literally not once. But I did teach myself how to conduct orchestras from, from, from scores and the Russian language. Which, if, if that's not bizarre, nothing is bizarre. Okay. So, Back to uh, this. Of course, you ban books for children. Why? Why is the right? Why does the left wing condemn the right wing for advocating it? Shouldn't they list the books that we don't think children should be reading? Isn't that the honest way to do it? So there's a link to ban school books. Let's see what the link says. Far, far right wants, this is from where? This is from the Daily Beast. Far right group wants to ban kids from reading books on male seahorses, Galileo, and Martin Luther King. Now, that's fascinating. I'd like to see the specifics, but again, it showed up. I'll have to log in in the meantime. What's our time frame, Mr. McConnell? I do. To live or till the break? Till the break. Oh, phew. That, that, yeah, that was scary. Morbid. 
No, the way you said it, you said, you have 40 seconds. It's like a guy going to his execution. I didn't even get a last meal request. All right, I'll I'll check out what it is that the right wing wants to ban for children. But then I got to read to you more. On the report on Moms for Liberty, America is the home of the most vigorous forces protecting Western civilization on Earth today. Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and whom can you really trust? This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. My choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed always have your back. I trust this man. That's why I mention him by name. Nick's been in this industry over 42 years, and he's proud of providing transparency and fair pricing to build trusted relationships. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Try to save our slow down. Ah, the Beatles, everybody. I begged Sean for a little Beatles today. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, just for the record, I am staring into a camera that has alternated between being completely blank having a screenshot of all the colors of the rainbow and a notice that today is July 5th, when in fact it's July 6th. This is a test of me. That's it. You're testing me. And I I take it. I accept it. So, my dear friends, I want you to understand what I'm reading to you from the Daily Beast Covered. Oh, by the way, apparently uh, Donald Trump spoke at the convention too. So uh, I'm I'm doubly honored that, given all these people who spoke, that I was the keynote on Saturday night. And it, it was it was a wonderful experience. These these vigorous women. I said something. I'm going to go back to the article because there's something really important that I need to address. But I said at the very end of the last segment that this, the United States of America is the home of the most vigorous pro-Western civilization movement in the world. They're, they're called conservatives. And there are conservatives all over the world. But there's nothing like these enormous organizations like Moms for Liberty or PragerU, Daily Wire, um, TPUSA, that, and that's just groups I'm not even talking about, websites or, or talk radio. Talk radio is enormous. Talk radio has a larger audience than, than Tucker Carlson does. It, it, it's, we, we are the last, we are more the last best hope on earth, as Lincoln described America, than ever in our history. 
We may lose. I'm not saying we'll win. I'm saying, though, that we are the last best hope, literally. Where's the Moms for Liberty in Canada? Where's the Moms for Liberty in the UK, Australia, France, Sweden? That's what I'm saying. Last November, I was in Denmark. I received a free speech award from a conservative, wonderful conservative group. I spoke in the Danish parliament, not to the Danish parliament, but there were members of the parliament present, and that's how I got to speak in the parliament. I should release that speech. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I should release my Moms for Liberty speech, my, or my speech in Romania. What is a conservative? I, I, I am the worst pusher, if if you will, of my own work that I think exists among people who are in public life. Uh, This is not even a, uh, what did they say, left-handed compliment? No, it's just a backhanded backhanded compliment. This is just a straight-on insult. (laughs) I'm just derelict about that. That's what I meant. You you must understand, we are the greatest exporter of bad ideas, toxic, civilization-ruining, child-ruining ideas, racist ideas in the world today. The left is the most, the American left is the single greatest racist force of which I am aware. There might be racist forces elsewhere that I am unaware of. So... At the same time, we are also the home of the most organized efforts to combat the chaos-inducing left in America and its terrible impact. So, I I know that I inspire audiences or they wouldn't invite me, but I'm only mentioning that because I am inspired. Don't don't think that there is, when I spoke for Moms for Liberty, I I was touched. I know I touched them. I mean, it's ridiculous. What am I going to make believe? Oh, I can't believe I really touched them. I would, there would be no reason for them to have invited me to speak if if I didn't touch people. But it goes both ways. It gives me energy to to fight just as I give them energy to fight so it's so interesting to see when the opposition covers you so listen they they say they we, that they ban books they're for so you, uh, this is a, a remarkable thing in the daily beast listen to this it describes moms for liberty right a far right is there any right wing are all right wing things far right does, is there such a thing to the Daily Beast as just right wing? I, I'm, uh, it's a, an open question. I don't know. What makes them far right? Okay. So I'm going to talk to you about what the link is to banned books on the Daily Beast. So this is very important because it's a big thing on the left. We want to ban books. Hmm. So listen to this. So what 
what they have, it's, it's in the beginning of this long piece by, it's a woman, by the way, I was wrong, a man who wrote this piece for the Daily Beast. She attended the Moms for Liberty convention. Every, it seems like everybody was there, DeSantis and Ravaswamy and Nikki Haley, Donald Trump. So I feel honored that I was the, the non-politician keynote speaker. And I was, I was delighted to be there. It's, as I said, it's inspiring. So listen to this. Okay. Moms for Liberty is a far-right faction that in just two years has skyrocketed to the national spotlight through its, quote, parental rights platform and pushed, for, and pushed to ban, uh, ban school books and curricula that delve into race, gender, and LGBTQ rights. So I clicked on the link, ban school books, because I want to know, for example, what. So it comes to another Daily Beast article. Far-right group wants to ban kids from reading books on male seahorses, Galileo, and MLK. What happened here? What's what's going on? (laughs) This is one of the tougher sites to navigate. Uh, Let's see here. So that's... I'm so sorry, my friends. This is not every single time this comes up. All right, here we go. The name of the article. Right. Male Seahorses, Galileo, and Martin Luther King. Right? That's what we want to ban. So it says, School books about Martin Luther King Jr. are too divisive claims a conservative group at the center of the Tennessee book ban battle. A story about the astronomer Galileo Galilei is anti-church. A picture book about seahorses is too sexy. So, of course, it makes this group sound absurd. And so I'm, I'm looking to find what books exactly uh, are are they talking about? So I, I don't see the names of the books in, uh, in this particular article. Let's see. The Daily Beast received the text in question via Children's Storytime YouTube. MFLs, I, I guess Moms for Liberty, okay, Williamson County Chapter takes issue with a picture book about seahorses, in part because it depicted, quote, mating seahorses with pictures of positions and discussion of the male carrying the eggs. The Daily Beast reviewed the text in question via a children's storytime YouTube channel. Readers looking for a Kama Sutra of seahorse sex will be disappointed. Seahorses, the shyest fish in the sea, contains nothing more risque than watercolor illustrations of two seahorses holding tails or touching bellies, never at the same time. And heaven forbid. The passage that, quote, describes how they have sex reads... They twist their tails together, 
and twirl gently around, changing color until they match. Seahorses are faithful to one mate and often pair up for life. Today, seahorses mate, seahorses mate is full of ripe eggs. Okay. Seahorse MFL recommends the book be reserved for older children up to grade 8. So obviously the context is what matters. It does seem to be, if all you read is this, a little over the top. On the other hand, I'll, I'll just ask an open question. Is the the description, I'm not saying this is, is even one, but in general, is the description of animals mating appropriate for, let's say, kids in first grade? It's an open, I'm asking an open question. I, I, I don't know the answer, but I would not say that people who aren't describing the sex lives of horses or seahorses, or, or horses for that matter, are are evil people, and it's so. Uh, th- this is this anyway. I'm trying to find the MLK. What is it about Martin Luther King that theoretically a Moms for Liberty chapter opposed? And I and when I clicked on the link, all I got was a whole article on Martin Luther King. So, I'll I'll leave it at that. I, I, I would love to know how this woman reacted to all the speeches, including my own. It was funny. It was strong. It gave examples for every generalization about the left. What what goes on in the mind? of someone who's there predisposed to disagree with you. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listeners Square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. I'm Dennis Prager, and I welcome you to the program known as the Dennis Prager Show. About a six. He is now into raiding my openings each hour. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not know the pressure under which I perform, as it were, every day. A medical doctor 
There's a piece in Newsweek magazine about Jordan Peterson's comments about the the whole trans issue. So one of the comments quoted is from a Dr. Aaron, excuse me, Eric Burnett, who wrote Dylan, that is Dylan Mulvaney, the popular, I think, is, uh, is Dylan on... TikTok, is that where, or, or is it Instagram with a vast following? Do you know? They both have big followings. Uh, so, okay, anyway, it's a huge following. Uh, during the last year or two of his transition to becoming a, a female, and he is the one whose picture was on a Bud Light beer can, which has caused Bud Light a staggering loss of income. He, he is on both platforms. And it is no longer the, the, the top-selling beer. And it does appear that it, it might be for quite some time, maybe forever. They thought that they would appeal to more people because they hired a woke young woman to direct its publicity because by and large, companies are run by people who are idiot savants. They know one thing, and that is how to make money, which is a talent. There are many idiot savants. There are many, many people in the sciences are idiot savants. Savant is from savoir, uh, to know in French. There are people who know one thing and in many other arenas, are idiots. Uh, that's why they're called idiot savants. M- most companies are run by such people. That's all they know how to do. And then, But they think it's a very common, it's not universal at all. I've met very, very wise, very rich people. But it is not uncommon. It is probably common for people who have made a great deal of money to think that they are, generally speaking, brilliant, as opposed to only brilliant with regard to making money. So Bud Light thought, oh, let's hire a woke young woman, which is approximately the stupidest thing they could do, and they did it. She'll know how to appeal to, to the youth to get them to buy Bud Light. Well, it didn't work, obviously. So, a doctor, this is in a Newsweek piece on Jordan Peterson and the trans issue. I'll get to the beginning of the piece in a moment, but this is toward the end of the piece, or in the middle of the piece. A They quote a medical doctor, Eric Burnett, writing online, Dylan has been harassed and bullied for simply existing. He wrote online in response to a tweet that has since been deleted. I don't, okay, that's irrelevant. Peterson, that's Jordan Peterson, clapped back at Burnett's assessment. For simply existing, Peterson replied, how about for parodying women in a manner 
that makes blackface appear loving? How about for taking narcissistic exhibitionism to a new high? Oh. That's right. So you have two ways of reading Dylan Mulvaney and the whole issue of his self-promotion on on internet and the Bud Light controversy. One is what this doctor said, Dylan has been harassed and bullied for simply existing. It's so interesting, bullied. Bullied? Did the 39 professors at Arizona State, who wrote a public letter protesting my appearing at Arizona State a few months ago, Charlie Kirk and I appearing to be precise, did they bully us? I never used that word. What does it mean, bully? They do bully. The left The left has put, actually have made bullying into an art form. But I don't know why this is exactly bullying. I wasn't bullied. You know who were bullied, ironically? The students of Arizona State were bullied. Because they feared what would happen to them if they attended my lecture. The lecture where Charlie and I spoke. I told you the scariest part of the Wall Street Journal article, big piece there last month, on what happened at Arizona State. The most frightening part of that piece was the woman who wrote the op-ed piece writing that students said to her, will come but only if cameras never show that we're there, that we're there, we were there. That's the United States of America in 2023. That's bullying. Anyway, so he's, so Jordan Peterson's response is fascinating. For simply existing Now, how about for parodying women in a manner that makes blackface appear loving? That's a very interesting response on Jordan Peterson's part. It is a parody of women. Dylan Mulvaney is parodying women. When you look at him, nobody thinks, oh, it's a girl. It's a parody of of what it means to be female. He's right. And then also, how about for taking narcissistic exhibitionism to a new high? That's right. That's what it would appear to me. So let me go to the beginning of this piece in Newsweek, which just came out. Jordan Peterson saying trans women are men sparks furor. Jordan Peterson's recent comments about trans women are alarming and spewing hate, according to an LGBTQ plus activist. The controversial influencer, do they ever describe 
and Newsweek is not one of the worst by any means. It's got a it's got a mixture of viewpoints. But is a left wing influencer ever described as controversial? If you ever see controversial, it's always because the person is conservative. Are there any controversial leftists? Do you know many years ago, I'll never forget this, at a very large Jewish institution, I was one of the speakers in their speaker series that year, so they they described it as follows. This was their this was the publicity. Such and such institution is presenting this year in its distinguished lecture series. Nobel Prize winning uh, writer Elie Wiesel, distinguished Jewish educator Rabbi Yitz Greenberg, and the controversial Dennis Prager. <laughs> like, that's what I am. I'm, I'm controversial. I actually think that people should live by the Ten Commandments. I think that America is the best society ever made. I mean, that's real controversial stuff. Anyway, so the controversial influencer has come under fire for his comments erasing transgender women's identities. Trans women are men. Enough is enough. He tweeted on Sunday. Right. Now, why is it hate for a, in this case, a PhD in psychology to write that you can't become the other? I agree with that. You can't. That doesn't mean you are to be mistreated or anything like that. It is not an invitation to being hurt. God forbid, in fact. But it it's an issue of truth. A man cannot become a woman, and a woman cannot become a man. You can act like one, look like one, take that name, and if you present yourself as a woman, then I assume you're a woman. And I'll treat you that way. But that doesn't deny Peterson's truth. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free offer with promo code Prager. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listeners square to the buy one, get one free offer. Enter promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 to get your MyPillow 2.0 now. I'm reading to you. 
on this Newsweek piece, Jordan Peterson tweeted out, trans women are men. Enough is enough. That is correct. We're, we're all engaged in a, an emperor is naked issue. When somebody who is obviously male but has taken on a female name and some other aspects of a, a woman. I mean, does anybody look at uh, Leah Thomas and say that's a woman? That narcissistic, that's a bully who bullies women swimmers and defeats them because he's a male but says he's a female. Does anybody really think Leah Thomas is a woman? Do you understand the lie that the left is asking us to engage in? That's the naked emperor story. The, the emperor is naked and everybody is chanting how beautiful his clothing is. The whole thing is a naked emperor thing. That doesn't mean you mistreat somebody. I, I, I've mentioned this. You know, I, I, can, I have conducted orchestras much of my adult life periodically. It's not my profession. It's my passion. One time I conducted an orchestra and I said to the permanent conductor of the orchestra after a rehearsal, wow, I've never conducted an orchestra or even seen an orchestra where the timpanist was a female. Timpanist is is the drums of, of a symphony orchestra. Those big drums uh, and the, the the special sticks that are used by those drummers. Anyway, he, so he said, well, actually, it's a transsexual. That's the term that was used then. And I thought nothing of it. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, I will treat her as a woman. She looks like a woman, has a woman's name, dresses like a woman. It's none of my business what her privates are, or what she was born. That's how I looked at it then. Still do. You present yourself as a female, look like a female. What what am I going to say? Gee, before I say, ma'am, can I I have another uh, iced tea to my waitress? What am I going to say? Well, were you born? It doesn't occur to anybody. But... That's, that's different from you have become one. That's a truth issue. The other one is a courtesy, decency issue. They're not the same thing. It's a lie that men become women. It's a lie. It's a gigantic, enormous, sick, perverse lie. Everyone knows it's a lie. Everyone. That's why they changed the term from sex to gender, because they know you cannot change your sex. So they made up a definition of gender. That that's subjective. So that's all Jordan Peterson said. The comment was posted as a caption on a retweet of a CNN article about changes to Kansas state laws that would require that people's driver's licenses and birth certificates reflect the gender they were assigned at birth. I love that. Assigned at birth. It's such left-wing talk. 
It's not the gender you were assigned at birth. It's what you were born assigned. Assigned. God. The change requires, quote, the Kansas Department of Revenue to list individuals' biological sex at birth on driver's licenses, according to Kansas Attorney General Chris Kobach. Stacy Lenz, co-owner of the historic Stonewall Inn in New York City, that's where they had the, that was really the beginning of, of gay liberation in America, the Stonewall riots, as they're called, slammed Peterson's comments as false information. It's false information. So one of us is wrong. It is not possible for both sides to be wrong. That's why I love when people say, well, maybe we can meet in the middle. If you believe that a, a woman can become a man, or you don't believe, or you believe a woman cannot become a man, there's no middle. What's the middle? A half a man? It's crazy with all this anti-trans stuff out there. Lefts, leftists never ask what is true. If you differ with them, you're filled with hate. Every leftist believes that. You cannot differ with the leftist. You can with a liberal. You cannot differ with the leftist and not be defined by hate. That's what you are. It's just hate. If you thought that, uh, that marriage should be between a, a man and a woman, that you were described as a hater. Not, we differ with you, you're wrong. No, you're a hater. That's every single position the left differs with. You are a hater. It's crazy with all this anti-trans stuff out there, but it's how a person identifies that defines their gender identity, and that's the end of the story. Lentz told Newsweek, So a trans woman is a woman, and a trans man is a man, and that's what most of our community feels. Well, that part is true. That is what most of your community feels. It's not accurate. It's not fact. It's not based in science. But it is what most of your community feels. I'll grant you that. There is, however, I think, a dispositive question. Is it true? Did you know that close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. are produced outside of the U.S.? So what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Countries clamp down on exports, they stockpile, the prices of drugs rise, and the pharmaceutical shelves in America are empty. That's where the Wellness Company can help. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should keep in his or her home. If you have Tylenol, you should have this kit. The kit contains antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics like amoxicillin, ivermectin, z and more. It also includes a 22-page guidebook with instructions on safe usage. From benign tick bites to extreme bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Head to twc.health slash Prager and grab your medical emergency kit. That's twc.health slash Prager. Code Prager to save 10% at checkout. This is the emergency kit that you want to have on hand. Be safe, be prepared, and stay well. Kits are only available in the USA. On the 150th anniversary 
of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, in 1926. So we are, as you know, three years away from the 250th anniversary of America's birth, July 4th, when we made the Declaration of Independence. Calvin Coolidge was the president, one of the greatest presidents in American history, which is why the left hates him. But he was, he was one of the greatest. I'd like to read to you from his address, just one paragraph. Again, the 150th anniversary, by the way, I didn't mention. I'm Dennis Prager, and I welcome you. But I'm just wondering who is listening and doesn't know I'm Dennis Prager. But that's what you're supposed to do on radio. Again, the 150th anniversary, July 4th, 1926. It's a very long speech. He was a very thoughtful man, but I want to read to you just one paragraph. It's completely germane to our time. About the Declaration of Independence, there is a finality that is exceedingly restful. I'll explain that sentence. There is a finality. It'll become clear later in the paragraph, but may not be clear. There is a finality that is exceedingly restful. A very profound sentence. Meaning that there isn't more to be said about certain subjects of the Declaration. And that gives you rest. You don't agitate. It is often asserted that the world has made a great deal of progress since 1776, that we have had new thoughts and new experiences which have given us a great advance over the people of that day, and that we we may therefore very well discard their conclusions for something more modern. This could have been written today. It's exactly what the left thinks. They're brighter, more advanced, more progressive. That's the term, progressive. Right? So if you you wrote something in 1776, we have moved on. And he says, no, there's a finality. That's what President Coolidge was saying. No, we have not moved on from certain principles. But that reasoning... I continue reading. That reasoning cannot be applied to this great charter that we've moved on cannot be applied to the Declaration of Independence. If all men are created equal, that is final. If they are endowed with inalienable rights, that is final. If governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed, that is final. No advance, no progress can be made beyond these propositions. Wow. Big stuff. That's right. 
If anyone wishes to deny their truth or their soundness, the only direction in which he can proceed historically is not forward, but backward, toward the time when there was no equality, no rights of the individual, no rule of the people. Those who wish to proceed in that direction cannot lay claim to progress. They are reactionary. Their ideas are not more modern, but more ancient than those of the Revolutionary Fathers. Wow. Let me salute whoever found this. It was sent to me by my producer, the Living Martyr. If he found it, I salute him. If he sent it, I salute him. It's brilliant. That's correct. That's why I've said so often, we are not in a post-Judeo-Christian age. We are in a pre-Judeo-Christian age. We are going back to pagan thought, pagan morality, pagan theology. That's, That's what we are doing. You don't progress beyond the Ten Commandments. You regress before the Ten Commandments. That's what we're living in. Progress? Really? What is the progress beyond the Ten Commandments or beyond the principles of the Declaration of Independence? What exactly do you mean by progress? The progressives have, by and large, done tremendous damage, and today they only do damage. Yes, we've progressed beyond the notion that you're born male and you're born female. We have progressed beyond the belief that everybody who can should get married, that people should have children. We have progressed beyond all of that. We have progressed beyond the idea that race is inconsequential. It is now consequential. Think of all the things the progressives have progressed beyond. These pagan sickos. Coolidge got it right a hundred years ago. Exactly. No, not excuse me. This would be 97 years ago. He got it right. Yeah, they're not interested in progress. They're interested in change for its own sake. I wrote about this, and I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. It's one of my most recent columns. Their aim is to fundamentally transform, not to improve, to transform. We're all for improvement. But you can't improve beyond inalienable rights, limited government, humans born in God's image. You can't go better than that. And that's what uh, Coolidge was saying. That's what I'm saying. Very powerful. Coolidge believed in the principles 
of the American founding. Most Americans today do not. They do not understand, first and foremost, perhaps, that limited government is the only moral way to look at government. I don't remember, was it Vivek Ramaswamy? At least one of the Republican candidates for president wants to get rid of four of the agencies. I know the Department of Education is one of them. Of course it should be gotten rid of. The education of American young people has deteriorated from the day the Department of Education was created. All it has done is harmed children. If it was just a waste of money, I wouldn't feel particularly passionately about it. The Department of Education does much more than waste money. It hurts education. Tell me one way in which education has improved since the Department of Education was founded. That's what Coolidge was talking about. Powerful stuff. When you think about government agencies, did you know that the CDC, which is truly getting sick, pathologically sick, now gives guidance for chest feeding? Yeah, men who claim they are women, it is giving guidance to them on how to chest feed a newborn. That's the CDC, the place that helped ruin society and ruin children with its belief in lockdowns, with its completely non-science-based preoccupation with social distancing and masks. The CDC is destructive. The Department of Education is destructive. The Department of Transportation is destructive. I'll read to you about what is happening with air controllers when we come back. Under this utter and total incompetent named Pete Buttigieg, who should be the uh, head of the Department of Transportation, like I should be a shortstop on the Detroit Tigers. I read to you this powerful, powerful Powerful, powerful, powerful statement by President Calvin Coolidge in 1926, 150th anniversary of the Declaration. The growth of government. It's a moral issue, my friends, not just a political or economic issue. So much of what the government does is now bad. The Department of Transportation and Pete Buttigieg is an example. Listen to the Wall Street Journal three days ago. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg stressed this weekend that flight disruptions are improving and that they aren't the government's fault. 
He must not have read what his department's recent Inspector General report wrote. It warns that problems could persist for years owing to a government-caused... Ah, that was the key word. Government-caused. Shortage of air traffic controllers. The Federal Aviation Administration's chronic staffing problems increased during the pandemic as the agency hewed to the CDC COVID guidelines. The CDC helped wreck this country. The CDC has become a farce like so much else in the country. It's been taken over by fools. I read to you just what are the, the now the trans guidelines at the CDC on how men can chest feed newborns. That's CDC, folks. That's not science. And you know it's not science. Chest feed. My God. They're not embarrassed. I never met an embarrassed leftist. You know, I'll tell you what an embarrassed leftist is. A non-leftist. Someone who's left the left. Yep, the CDC and its guidelines to to the transportation system. According to the June 21st Inspector General report, quote, COVID-19 led to training pauses over a period of nearly two years, significantly increasing controller certification times, unquote. I like the way they write COVID-19 led. No, government policies led, not COVID-19. We live in a gigantic fraud when we go COVID did this, COVID did that. COVID didn't close schools. Teachers unions and the CDC did. As a result, the FAA has failed to train enough new controllers to replace those who are quitting or retiring. Wow. The New York Terminal Radar Approach Control is staffed at 54%, the lowest in the country. That's one of the busiest airports in the country, Kennedy and the and LaGuardia, for that matter, Newark. They're staffed at 54%, the controllers. Huh. I'm amazed that every flight is not delayed there. This statistic understates the problem since about 64% of its workforce workforce is in training. Oh, my God. (laughs) Significantly higher than the national average of 27%. What works in New York? It's a rhetorical question. The FAA also adopted, listen to this, this is a charmer, a color coding scheme to identify COVID threat levels and halted training in facilities coded red or orange, which often included New York. Newark Tower paused training 
at least four times for periods of more than 30 days. Wow, that's 120 days of no training of, uh, of airplane controllers, of airline controllers. Wow. At the start of the pandemic, it made sense for the FAA to implement some COVID precautions. Few Americans were flying then, so they didn't have a major impact. But the FAA continued excessive precautions even after vaccines rolled out and travel picked up. Quote, this is from the Inspector General's report. Anytime there was a probable or confirmed COVID-19 case, this is, it's, it's, I'm laughing because I should, I'm so angry that I decide to laugh. Because, well, it is funny, actually. It is funny. Because the absurd is funny. But it's really, really damaging. Anytime there was a probable, just probable, or confirmed COVID-19 case, managers had to conduct contact tracing and place exposed controllers on leave for 10 to 14 days. Do you understand that? A, a One controller might have had COVID, and everyone who had contact with that controller, all the other controllers, were then placed on leave for 10 days to two weeks. Okay. We'll be back. I'm reading to you about the chaos that the CDC and the FAA have caused uh, in the airline world and how many fewer controllers we will have and are all, already have. So I was reading to you, this is remarkable. I didn't know this, I'm sure you didn't know this, unless you work uh, at, an, at a, an airport in this arena. The FAA adopted a color-coded scheme to identify COVID threat levels. Anytime there was a probable or confirmed COVID-19 case, managers had to conduct contact tracing. This is CBC idiotic guidelines. It's it's so fascinating how much damage the CDC did and continues to do. And the average American still believes what they say to be true. Because every mainstream source hides the damage that they've done. Ten to fourteen days. One airline, one airplane controller. Are they called airline or airplane controllers? One, just one of them, had or might have had COVID, and anybody who had any contact with them, any other controller, was out for 10 to 14 days. Depending on their vaccination status, oh my God, I missed that part. Because as we all know, that was a big help. Do most Americans still believe that the vaccinations helped? 
I don't. It's that's that's a worthy question. If your only commitment were to truth, not left wing or right wing or any other any other interest, purely truth, would you conclude that the vaccinations were a net good or not? You have three three choices net good, net bad, pointless. Mine is between net bad and pointless. This created significant staffing challenges for facilities. This is all from the Inspector General report. COVID training disruptions were exacerbated by a union collective bargaining agreement requirement that training pauses be followed by refresher causes, courses. So you're out? I don't get it. Does that mean if you were out for 10 to 14 days, you now needed a refresher course? It seems that way. As a result, controller certification times have significantly increased. This is the Inspector General report. Applicants must be younger than 31 years of age and if hired, must retire at 56 or apply for a waiver. So the agency forces experienced traffic controllers, oh, it's a traffic controllers, out the door while making it harder to bring in replacements. Mr. Buttigieg says the FAA plans to hire 1,500 new controllers this year and another 1,800 next year, but that's optimistic. The IG report, Inspector General report, says the FAA won't know the impact of training delays, quote, for several years and cannot be certain it will be successfully it will successfully train enough controllers in the short term in other words americans may be sitting out on the tarmac for another few summers bring refreshments wall street journal this week Pete Buttigieg. Wow. There's a a giant. Do people on the left have admiration for the job he's doing? Love to know. Well, remember, I have said for years, many years, they don't know what we know. And that's all the difference in the world. We know what they know, but they don't know what we know. I'm not sure it would make any difference. But it's a, it's a legitimate question. Do they know, for example, how rare it is for a policeman to kill an unarmed black? No, they don't. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, 
become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.